Good evening. I'm your host, Aaron Ripmaster. Welcome back to the Diz Dads Podcast Plus. With me tonight to record episode 16 are my co-hosts, Willie Crocker. Hey guys, welcome back. And Tim Hicks. Kaboom. So the guys and I are going to get to talk in here in just a minute about the uh, resorts in the Disney Springs area at Walt Disney World. And we're going to focus this show specifically on the hotels of the Walt Disney World Resort that are right there near Disney Springs, sort of on that eastern side, southeast side of the property. Before we dive into that discussion, though, we do need to thank our podcast sponsors. First of all, a big thanks to Mouse Master Travel and Wicked Mouse Travel, our travel sponsors. Both Wicked Mouse Travel and Mouse Master Travel are authorized Disney vacation planners who would love to help you plan that next Disney destination vacation when everything is open and ready to roll again. You can check them out at wickedmousetravel.com and at mousemastertravel.com. And we also want to thank Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is Orlando's premium stroller and crib rental vendor. You can pick up those strollers right there at Orlando International Airport, uh, making it really convenient no matter where you're staying. Check them out at kingdomstrollers.com. All right, guys, uh, we're going to get into talking about Disney Springs Resorts here in a second, but I think uh, this is a a show I'm going to remember to do this. We need to do our drink check. So what's in your glass today? Ooh, mine is Buffalo Trace Bourbon on the Rocks. Mm. Yummy. Mm-hmm. And what do you have there, Willie? I have cheap red wine. I'm a bum tonight. <laughs> hey, at least it's not in a paper bag. <laughs> and uh, it is in a glass. And I've, what you I, got there? I've got uh, I've got Scotch on the Rocks. Um, I know I'm supposed to be drinking it neat, but I enjoy it with the ice like to crunch on the ice afterwards. Nothing like a scotch pop at the end. Um, but uh, this is the, uh, I went back to the, um, uh, uh, the, the Quinta Ruban that I started the other night. Um, and it's good stuff. I'm it's your scotch, not theirs. You can enjoy it however you like. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. I'll drink to that. All right, guys. Um, so the hotels of the Disney Springs Resort, you know, the, or the hotels of the Disney Springs area, it, it's kind of an interesting area because it, it's, in some ways, you know, people think of it as being far from the parks, but really, in terms of commute time, it's kind of equidistant to everything, isn't it? Well, yeah, it kind of is. I mean, it's it's a long ways to um, Animal Kingdom from there, but everything's a long way to animal kingdom. <laughs> right. Everything's at animal kingdom lodge is a long way to animal kingdom. It's so conveniently located though. Realistically, when you think about it, I mean, you can go out, take two lefts and a right. And you're basically at the magic kingdom. 
and a third right, you're at Epcot. Right. So that's that's one of those things. It, it's it if you look at it just on a on a map, it it maybe looks a little isolated, but it, it is a, a pretty quick, easy route to really anywhere on Disney property once you're there. And we're talking about an interesting range of resorts as well. Now, we don't have, you know, we, we talked to uh, Skyline Resorts a, a while back, and along the Skyliner, you had value, moderate, and deluxe options. Um, here in the Disney Springs area, you don't really have a value resort option over in this edge. Um, frankly, that's a slot that's mostly filled by the Good Neighbor Hotels that are the other side of the street, basically. And and we may come back and talk about those maybe next week. But on property, you've got um, moderate options and deluxe villa options. Um, we're talking here about uh, Port Orleans, Riverside, Port Orleans, French Quarter, and then Old Key West and Saratoga Springs. Did I leave out anything, anybody? Nope, but you can probably include the tree houses because they're a little bit All right. on so, the road. Yeah, when, yeah, when we talk about for- Saratoga Springs, we will address the tree houses because I think there are some unique things about them, and that's a good point. Um, and I think what we'll start with here are the the deluxe resorts because you know we've talked about the moderates I think more recently, and um, maybe you haven't given these um, deluxe villa resorts the attention they deserve because you know. I don't necessarily think that for most folks, they're they're at the top of the list, right? They're not the ones that people say, ooh, I have to try that. But they have some really nice things to to speak of for them. And, and maybe we start with the first, right? Um, Old Key West is the original Disney Vacation Club Resort. Um, and it recently got some updates, so it's recently refreshed. Uh, you know, have either of you stayed at Old Key West recently? Not recently, but I've stayed there three times, I believe, always in a two-bedroom, usually close to the pool or the main pool, or I don't remember what they call the clubhouse, is that what they call it, or the Uh, carriage? Something something like that, yeah. Yeah, We've always stayed close, where you could basically walk over. Um, I love Old Key West. I love the size of the buildings. I love the decor. And... From our previous show, I love Olivia's, so right. yeah. you can't go wrong. Yeah, I think for me, it's probably been nine or ten years since I've stayed there, so I haven't been there since the refresh. But you know, there's you can't say enough about Old Key West in terms of the room size. I mean, all the all the things that uh, that they started out with that you know wind up changing as they as they grow. They do more things. They create more DVCs. You know, but these have these are we stayed in a in a studio, and man. It was just, it's the biggest um, hotel room of its type I think I've stayed in. Yeah. I mean, the the bottom line is that when it comes to just about any room category, kind of room by room, Old Key West has great space. They do, they definitely get points for that. Um, I think the overall atmosphere of the resort too is a little different. It's definitely a more laid back feel. Um, It does get a, do a pretty good job of kind of carrying through that relaxed, you know, Florida Keys atmosphere. Um, it's, it's right kind of backs up to, um, uh, one of the, the golf courses there. So you can, you can see, you know, the golf greens when, from some parts of the resort. Um, it's got a kind of a pastoral setting, I think would be what you could call it. And, um, you know, we've talked before that, that all three of us really, there are times where we can go to Disney and not really worry about going to parks, right? We can 
kick back and relax. And Old Key West is a place where you can do that and not feel like you're still in the middle of the crazy hustle and bustle, which you can't really exactly. do in places like, like, you know, Bay Lake Tower. Well, then, no. you know, one, yeah. one of the things about it is the landscaping there is, is, well, it's much more mature because it is the oldest property. So you can sit out on your, um, your, on your porch and you, you've got the very lush, you know, green, you know, mature trees and, and bushes and everything around. It's, it's really easy to, you know, lose yourself in that. It's, that's, it's one of the most relaxing things you can do. We, we literally fell in love with Olkey West. You go to the Sandcastle pool, you can hang out there for days. Like they have the, the gurgling suitcase, the smallest little bar. And I don't know what it is. The pool just feels like it's so large, but yet it's still so small. Like you walk around, there's always towels available, there's always seats available. It's a huge resort, and with all the pools, you still have that welcome home feeling compared to some of the other resorts, like you said, like Bay Lake Tower. Yeah, I mean that—that that to me is the magic of Old Key West. Is that it is—it's it, a quite large resort, but it still manages to feel intimate. Um, by by kind of breaking itself up into these smaller pieces. And look, let's be honest, sometimes that can be a little annoying because you do have the buses that take this kind of winding route through, um, you know, Old Key West. And sometimes it feels like it takes forever for the bus just to get through the resort. You know, yeah, that's that's probably, to my mind, the biggest drawback. But there's a method to the madness. There's a reason for that. And the trade-off for that is that maybe somewhat ironically, it, it doesn't feel like such a sprawling resort because it, it kind of has these little sort of neighborhoods almost. Right. It brings that, that level of intimacy. I think that, that that's the, the best word you could have used for it. Um, Aaron is just, um, uh, it, it is, it's, it's just little neighborhoods and it's very intimate and, you know, it, don't be don't be uh, uh, shy to try it just because it's an older property. You know, with the revamps that they've done, you know, it's it's absolutely worth the try. Well, it's and, and amazing. Frank, yeah, well, and it's a fantastic value. Um, I mean, we haven't gotten to this point yet, but but you know, Old Key West and um, the resort next door that we're going to talk about in a minute, Saratoga Springs, are you know sort of, you know, if you compare room to room, the least expensive, um, you know, deluxe villa suites on property. Um, they're a, and as a result, they're a really great value when you've got a large family that needs separate spaces. And they're also really close, if you really think about it. Like we were just talking, you can get to <laughs> Magic Kingdom in under nine minutes via bus. Really? Yes. You go out, you take a come out, take a left, and then you take a right and follow it right down World Drive, basically. No, I'm sorry, right past um, Port Orleans Riverside, and you take a left past the cabins, and you're right into Magic Kingdom. Wow. You go past. It's so conveniently now, close. Now, see, the trick is, that must be the bus route. The, is that the, the bus new, route. That's the new bus route, so you can't drive yes. that. You cannot drive that. No, that's okay. the key. That is the key, right. because the tricky right. part is that driving... Um, basically it's, as we talked about, you know, it's not super close to anything, but it's not super far. It's basically 25 to 30 minutes to any park, uh, by car. 
easiest because you have to go around. You have to loop 13 different – like <laughs> I mean, you, you have SpaghettiOs before you're done. Right. Yeah, like, you do have to loop around if you drive it. But again, that's the benefit, right? If you if you can wait through the <laughs> the bus stops on the way out of the resort, you know, it's only going to take you about 10 minutes to get to Magic Kingdom. Right. And you're is it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Old Key West is the closest resort to the Springs, isn't it? I mean, well, I know that Saratoga is just I mean, a short as, little boat ride or walk. But yeah, I mean, as the crow flies, Saratoga can walk. Right there's right. the difference. Like, there's certain ones you can walk over to, which Cause, right. cause Saratoga has the bridge. So yeah. you know, physically closer, yes. The Old Key West is probably the closest, um, but they don't but have a, a land walk. bridge because Saratoga's right. in the way. Um, but you do mention something that we almost missed, which is that they do have um, a boat that goes down to Disney Springs. It's a really nice boat ride. It's relaxing. It, it's slow. It's one of those very ones, slow. You know, it's it's Sometimes like that's okay. It's right. vacation. It's 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 that it's the same kind of deal as the um the one that that runs along Crescent Lake, right? Is that it's idle speed? So you know because it's it's no wake um, boating. Which, you know, maybe they should have just dug it a little deeper. But in any case, um, it is a nice, uh, relaxing ride. And, and you know, especially if you've gone and spent a day, you know, uh, several hours walking around in Disney Springs, it's a really nice way to get back to the resort, right? To just kind of kick back on the boat. Just don't right. be in a rush to get the kids home to bed. Right. Because you happen. will not get home. Not going to happen. It stops everywhere and it's slow. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Um, all right. So that's that's Old Key West in a nutshell. Right next door, really, just about is Saratoga Springs Resort, which is another, um, you know, the whole resort is a. Um, a deluxe villa resort. It's a DVC resort, but they do sell cash rooms as well. Uh, and it's kind of interesting to me that, you know, these are the, the original two sort of standalone DVC resorts. Most of the other DVC properties are attached to another deluxe hotel, but um, both of these are standalone resorts and, and Saratoga Springs, I got to say for all the intimacy of old Key West, Saratoga is a sprawling resort. Yeah, it's the diametric opposite of, <laughs> of of Old Key West as far as that goes. You can get your steps in in one walk around Saratoga Springs in like a full morning. That is the <laughs> truth. <laughs> and I love Saratoga Springs. I stayed there in November, and I did not realize you get off at the wrong bus stop. You literally are in like upstate New York trying to get to New York City. It is so far away from everything. Yeah, well, it's a, it's one of those resorts that it has that same problem that that some of the moderates have sometimes, which is that because it's built in kind of a big horseshoe, if you're on the wrong side of the horseshoe, it can be really easy to get confused and waste a lot of time kind of chasing your tail before you get your bearings. Funny you would mention horseshoe because uh, the theming of Saratoga Springs is horse paddock kind of things. I mean, it's it's based on Saratoga Springs in New York and upstate New York. But it's it's everything. All the um, all the neighborhoods, as we as you would call them, have something to do with horses, horse races, that sort of thing. Right. And and these rooms have also been in the process. I think they are finally now finished. Right with refurbishing all the rooms. 
I got a refurbished room, and let me tell you, I would stay there for a week, if not a month. It was absolutely <laughs> amazing. The one-bedroom refurbished room sleeps five easily. Right, Eerie. because I've got the extra easily. separate sleeper chair, right? It has the bed that pulls down that's really nice. Uh, okay. I didn't even try the sleeper chair. Right. And it, the place smelled like fresh paint. It was so nice. <laughs> um, and they're, they're good sizes as well. Smell like. <laughs> yes, they are. That, it, continuing with the, the with the theme of uh, what I was saying, mentioning about Old Key West is the rooms are still pretty large for what they are. And uh, there's a good chunk of them, especially, well, um, a good chunk of the, the first four rooms that open up, you know, f- via a glass door off, off into a, a big green area. So I found that really nice, you know, especially during the day when you're, you know, when you don't worry about anything, you can leave the door open and just enjoy the sound of the, the big water feature out there or, you know, that sort of thing like that. Well, and as we were talking, this is the one resort that does have um, a walking path across to Disney Springs. So you've got easy access to the shopping and dining and all of that that's right across the way. Um, If you're staying on resort, you know, both Old Key West and Saratoga, anything that's a one bedroom or above has that fully equipped kitchen and washer dryer in the room. So you've got that flexibility, which is great for longer trips. Or if you've got kids that have, um, you know, food issues where you have to be real careful what they eat, you can do it yourself um, because you've got a fully equipped kitchen and and the flexibility to do that. And if you get the preferred rooms, you literally can be right down by rainforest cafe. I think we were, 150 yards from the bridge. Wow. To, I mean, we had a perfect room to get to that side over by Earl's Sandwich and the pen trading and that bridge. It was so awesome. I just wish we could have stayed there longer. Well, and and I was going to say, this is one of those few resorts, there are only a handful really, that I regularly will recommend a room category upgrade. Um, And and this is one. I, I really think that that preferred building at Saratoga makes a big difference. If you if you've driven down and you've got a car at your disposal for your whole trip, it probably makes less of a, a impact. But if you're relying on the bus service, I really feel like that preferred building makes a big difference at Saratoga Springs. Old Key West is the same way though, because you don't want to get stuck on the internal bus system. Yeah, but you can't book a preferred room at Old Key West. You can get close to the clubhouse, but only by request. No, I thought you could buy you could. Book the rooms with the close to clubhouse, the two bedrooms and the one bedrooms. I'll have to look and see. I don't yeah, remember some seeing... of that's true, but I don't remember if Old Key, Old Key West was one of them. Yeah, I don't remember seeing that specific room type. Although one of the things I have learned, here's a fun tip for everybody. Um, I have learned that there are some room categories that in Disney's internal system are bookable categories, even if they're not bookable categories when you look them up online. So sometimes it's worth going ahead and making the phone call if you've got a strong preference for a particular, you know, subtype of room. Um, Sometimes their internal system actually does have a separate category set up for it. It's more common at Disneyland than at Walt Disney World, but there are a few Walt Disney World uh, categories that work like that as well. Um, at Disneyland, it's the bedding types, right? Because at Disneyland, when you book a room, you can't like 
when they say it either has a king or two queens and you don't you can't choose when you book it if you call usually that's a bookable category and they can do it for you that you just can't reserve it yourself that way so random tip that's really good <laughs> though because you need to know that yeah and i mean a lot of families care about that absolutely and it does make a big yeah. difference i was actually kind of you know on the one hand i was glad that i was able to do it when i learned that i could because it was important to the guest i was working with but i was also a little mad about it at first because i was like what you know why do we have to have this secret backdoor system either it's a bookable category or it's not just be upfront with us i don't know I'm silly like that, though. I actually believe in, you know, open information exchange. Imagine. Tell the truth? What's wrong with you? <laughs> that's, that's, that's so rare. <laughs> um, Honesty. No, okay, we're not going to so go there. The other interesting thing, you know, we've talked about the the oversized space at Old Key West, and that's true. And, and Saratoga's rooms are space, you know, are, are well-proportioned, but they're not as big as Old Key West quite. But there are also some very interesting room categories that are available at Saratoga that don't exist at Old Key West or really anywhere else. Um, the the one that sort of gets attention, I want to hold on the discussion for just a second, which is the tree houses. But even in terms of the regular suites, they're hard to get because there are only a few of them and the DVC folks tend to book them up. But every once in a while, you can land one of their amazing two-story grand villas that can accommodate 12 adults and Those this are awesome it, it it is it it is like basically that it's 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 family reunion you know central right i mean you could legitimately get two three four families sharing that space in in one of those grand villas um, and have everybody conveniently in the same area, you know, easy to round people up, easy to send people back when the little ones need a nap. I mean, <laughs> lots of great flexibility when you can put everybody together. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a rarity. And, and you're right. I don't think I'm aware of any other property on, on, in Walt Disney world that has that sort of thing that, but that's, Man, that is just so nice. It's it's big. It's spacious. Like Aaron said, it's, it, you can have twelve adults in the room. It is uh, it is really cool. That's a really cool suite. Yeah, twelve There's adults a really... and four bathrooms. Yes, that yeah. the four bathrooms is what I was just Huge. trying to say. That's yeah. game changer because the three bedroom at Bay Lake sleeps twelve, but it doesn't I mean, have four. Yeah, bathrooms. it's only three bathrooms. Oh, it only has three, three bathrooms. bathrooms. Yep. Yeah, it is two stories though. Yeah. which is nice. Yeah. And the two story rooms are, are cool. I mean, I, it, they just are. And it, you get, if nothing else, you get really great opportunities to be able to take photos of the family from the balcony so that you can, you know, actually capture everybody in a large group. And it's kind of nice. But having the fourth bathroom when you're, you know, when you got that many people trying to get ready to go at one time. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's priceless. Yeah. Well, okay. It's not priceless. <laughs> they'll they'll well, charge you. It's plenty. Price price it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the, the other room type that we kind of talked around a little bit that is unique at Saratoga Springs are the treehouse villas. And, you know, Willie kind of, um, you know, mentioned them initially almost because they, they, they could almost be considered a separate resort, except that they don't have any lobby or check-in area or anything like that. That they are sort of isolated from the rest of Saratoga Springs, kind of off to one side together. Um, 
but also kind of spread out. I don't know. Willie, maybe take a stab at, at explaining to people what the Treehouse Villas are and, and kind of what makes them unique. So the Treehouse Villas are basically a round um, hotel room that sleeps, I believe, eight with a baby, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it has a queen bedroom and then has another bedroom with is it a set of bunk beds? Right. And then well, there's, 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 yeah, there's a, um, hang on. I had it here. A pullout. And then the family room has another pullout and a, 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 a sleeper sofa. Yeah. I think it's, it officially sleeps nine. It does sleep nine. Okay. I couldn't remember if it was nine or eight. And it's, they're, they're really cool, but there's, there's a lot of downfall to them. With the, they're off the beaten path. Um, most of them require walking up steps to get into them because they're raised structures. They do have some handicap accessible ones, which are awesome. They do have a grill, so you do have the outside grilling opportunity. Um, but if you have loud kids, the place is a rotunda, and the noise goes through the whole place from the family room to the bedroom to the master bedroom in two seconds. Yeah, and that's only exacerbated by the new hard surface flooring, which is unfortunate because everything else about the hard surface flooring is great. Exactly. Yeah, but it's it does so hurt. Yeah, I was just going to recommend that to uh, some travelers that have some small kids that would you know be running around screaming. So. <laughs> Timely observation. Well, I mean, depending on how little, it can still be a nice option. The the especially for kids, you know, for families that have mixed gender kids, the the bunk beds are such a fantastic option because you know when the kids aren't comfortable sharing a bed, um, you know, those bunk beds, it's it's priceless being able to do that and give everybody their own space. So it does sleep nine. It's two queen beds a bunk bed, a twin size sleeper sofa and the queen size sleeper sofa. But three of those sleeper, you know, two of those sleepers, the queen bed and the sleeper sofa are out in the family room. So right. be prepared say, for rise and shine at six fifteen. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's big time family time. Bring your pajamas. There's only one room that has any privacy. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And they're basically octagonal and they're, they're literally kind of built into a tree, right? Each one sort of, you know, it, it's not truly a tree house. It's not like the tree is supporting it, but it, it, it is everything but a tree house, I guess is the way I would put it. It's kind of like the Swiss family Robinson at magic kingdom. It's fake tree, but still fun, but yeah. there is only two bathrooms, which is a huge drawback to a lot of families, right? Big it is a problem. Is. If you're maxing out at nine, I will say, I think it can be a great value if you're willing to spend a little more and have extra space for, you know, six people, right? Instead of of trying to max out the space with nine. Because one of the nice things about it is that you can, you know, very easily have, you know, because you've got got two bedrooms that have, um, you know, real beds, that'll take two people each. So there's four there. You put one person in with the, the bunk bedroom, that's five and, and one person on, you know, um, a, a fold out bed in the family room and there's six and everybody's got their own spaces. Everybody has at least some measure of privacy and three bathrooms is, you know, well, actually, wait, is it three? 
It's two. two. That's the problem. So two bathrooms two. is still a little tight for six, although two bathrooms works. I mean, it would be better if it was three, but two bathrooms for six is, is not unreasonable. It's not bad. It's just going to take a little bit longer to get ready. But on the other hand, there the trade-off is the aesthetic, right? You're staying in a treehouse. Right. Well, or, and you, you still know. have the fully equipped kitchen. So, you know, look, it's not the first choice, but it, it is perfectly possible for somebody to brush their teeth in the kitchen, right? They don't have to use up the whole bathroom for that. Right. It also has an outside porch where you can hang out. So, like, us Diz Dads could, you know, have a nice barbecue outside. Oh, and- yeah. We've talked about doing it. And we've done a couple of barbecues, but we end up with a bigger group than we could put in a in a villa. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just or throwing it out on, there. One, on one balcony, right? Right, <laughs> right, right. So, we end up out on the in, in one of the, you know, grills in the courtyard, um, which is one of the nice things about Saratoga Springs is they have these nice courtyard spaces. It's really what makes it a good resort for, I mean, I wasn't joking, for family reunion type gatherings or any other large group gathering because there are several of these sort of gathering spaces. Um, they're like public quads almost in each section of the resort. And so um, they have a lot of them, several of them have um, grills and you can make arrangements with with Saratoga Springs to reserve one of the grills and do, you know, a cookout and you've got kitchens, you know, full kitchens right behind you in your room. And, you know, we've done, I mean, what amounted to uh, uh, self-catered meals for 30, 40 people. At least. That sounds like fun. When are we doing that next? January. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully. Right. Hopefully. We'll see. Yeah. Supposed to be a marathon weekend. You know, the one thing that we haven't addressed about Saratoga, and I, I, I hesitate to call it the elephant in the room. The thing about it is it is such a big, sprawling property with so many rooms that even if you're like looking towards a really short booking time frame, you can almost always find space available at Saratoga if you can't find it anywhere else on the Walt Disney World property. You can usually find something at Saratoga. Totally agree. That's true. That's true for both DVC people and cash bookings. Yep. Um, and let me correct myself. I was wrong on um, Old Key West. Okay. It's only when you do DVC bookings. Can you request uh, the close is. to the carriage house oh, or whatever? They there you go. Okay. It's just like the preferred rooms at um, Saratoga Springs. Right. But we those, can pay extra points for okay. convenience. But you can't pay extra for those as a cash guest. Correct. You can only request. Right. And so as a, as a cash guest at Saratoga, you can book the preferred um, one bedroom and two bedrooms. Or uh, I'm sorry, the one bedroom and um, uh, deluxe studios. Preferred just deluxe yeah. studios, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so, so I think we've talked about the the good and the bad. You know, I think the biggest thing with with Saratoga for me is again, um, I think that if you're relying on Disney's bus service and you're not in a preferred room, you got to be prepared to hike. Um, that's going to be its downside because as nice as the new rooms are and as you know comfortable as the space can be. Um, if if you're one of those folks who's going to get cranky walking back from the bus at the end of your day, you're not going to want to be at Saratoga Springs. Just Uber. It's so much quicker and easier. <laughs> right? Because there are so many stops, so many stations. So many. Well, and actually, that's one of the nice things about the treehouse. If you do have a car, you get two parking spaces right in front of your treehouse. Very cool. 
which can be which can actually sometimes make a treehouse work better if you can get a handicap accessible treehouse then that's a better option than a non-preferred room at Saratoga Springs if you're you're using um an ECV or a wheelchair right because you can pull your vehicle right up to your treehouse and if you're in one of the non-preferred buildings at Saratoga, you're going to have that long track across from a bus stop. Yep. Just don't want to go to the major pools because the tree houses are really far from the major pool. Right. If you're hanging out at the pools, you don't want to be in a tree house. But, you know, a family like like mine that, you know, pools are not really anything that we're interested in. And a handicapped accessible tree house is something we might be interested in. You know, it's all a matter of what makes the right vacation for you. Exactly. And that's a win-win for you guys, Tim. Absolutely. Gosh. Um, all right. Well, so and these are the two um, deluxe villa properties. Anybody have anything else you want to add about either Saratoga or Old Key West before we move to the, the moderate options? Just one quick thing about Saratoga. Sure. The food options at Saratoga have improved drastically over the last few years. I noticed that. Because we did a AP there once, and we ate, and then we went back this year, and I noticed they thoroughly improved all the food options there. I have to agree. That's good to know. Because Turf Club there, you know, has been kind of up and down. I mean, for for a while, it was like the you know the the little secret, great one credit, you know, uh, uh, one credit on the dining plan steakhouse, right? Steakhouse, yeah. This kind of a, if, you, if you have to, if you don't have a better option. Well, and, and for a while, of, it was the one place where you could get a good steak for one credit. But then the, the quality went down and people didn't, you know, were not so fond of it. So it's good to hear that it's doing better, that it's it's bouncing back. Um, well, and the quick service options, even in the, you know, in the, uh, the, the building where the, the, the check-in area is, has improved in my opinion, you know, over the, the, the few times that we've stayed there, you know, the first time we stayed there was, um, uh, when we first bought in DV, uh, DVC at, uh, Animal Kingdom and they weren't finished yet. So they, you know, they gave us some extra points and said, Hey, go stay at Star- Saratoga Springs. Well, we did. And, um, that was an okay experience. You know, and the food at the at the quick service place was okay. I feel like that's improved, and uh, they've got more options available now than they did before. So, you know, as far as that's concerned, that I I, I, I agree with Willie. the The food has improved all the way around in, in recent years. All right. Um, so let, let's go ahead and move to the the moderate options because look, the reality is that that both Old Key West and Saratoga Springs, even though they're at the lower end of the price scale for deluxe villa resorts, they're still priced as deluxe villa resorts. You know, they're substantially more expensive. If your budget is a little more price sensitive, um, there are still a couple of really great options in this area. Um, Disney's Port Orleans Resort, uh, which, you know, we could do probably a whole nother show on the history of the (laughs) Port Orleans Resorts at Walt Disney World because they've had sort of an interesting bit of development. But um, what, what you have now is one quite large um, moderate resort, which is Disney's Port Orleans Resort Riverside. And then you also have sort of just across the road from it, the smallest of the moderate resorts at Walt Disney World, um, the Port Orleans Resort French Quarter. So let's talk first about the one that maybe is more um, 
I don't know, more similar to the other moderate resorts, right? Which, which would be, um, Riverside. And, um, you know, you, you've got your standard moderate resort at Walt Disney World hotel rooms, which means all of the rooms are right in about 314 square feet. Most rooms are two queen beds. You've still got a few rooms with a king bed. Um, most rooms have two queen beds and you have a few rooms now, not a few, actually quite a few rooms now that have what they call the fifth sleeper. I think it's really important here that we clarify though, because people got confused about that fifth sleeper. So, um, you know, Willie, if I want to bring my 15 year old niece with me and, you know, have her be an extra person in our room since we already have four, um, can I have her be the, the fifth person on that, on that fold down bed? Nope. Not at all. But, but she's small and light. Doesn't matter. You got to be nine or nine and under. Don't say 10 anymore. It's nine and under. Those beds are not designed for anyone <laughs> taller than what? Four foot seven and 88 pounds. Like it's, I know they sound like they're small and they, oh, she's a gymnast and she does this. The beds are designed for kids and they're kids only. And they're really nice beds, but they're for kids. Yeah. Leave it that way, please. So the the background here is that when they first rolled these fold-down beds out, it, it, it has always been official policy that those beds were supposed to be for somebody aged nine or younger. It didn't get communicated very well. And for the first probably 18 months or so, maybe two years that they were available, um, you know, the, the system didn't really pay attention to the ages of the folks when you were booking. If the system said the room would accept five guests, then it would take five guests, regardless of age. And the, the problem is that it meant lots of additional wear and tear on these beds because they weren't made to accommodate a fifth person. They fold down from the television armoire and you know, they, they, if you subject them to more weight than they can handle, then you're putting a lot of extra stress on those mechanical parts and they start to fail and it's just not a good thing. So finally, go ahead. Aaron, you, you get to sleep there next time we go. We got five of us. Yeah. We'll give you half off. <laughs> <laughs> That's because half of me will be off the bed. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's um, either there or Riviera. Which one do you want? There you go. Well, um, then, then too, Aaron, you got to look at the gender of the kids that you're bringing. Even if you're bringing kids, right? Uh, if you've got two teenagers that are male and female, and the younger youngest of the three is eight or nine, and you know, the 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 two teenagers that are of different gender aren't going to want to sleep in the same bed. That's not going to work either. So. You know, you, there's a lot of considerations right. that have to go into this decision like that. Yeah. And you, the, the bottom line is you just have to pay attention to it now because they are enforcing it. They're enforcing it much more strictly. As a matter of fact, when they decided to start enforcing it and realized that they had to, they actually were making calls out to guests. They reviewed every reservation for these rooms. And if you were booked in one of these rooms and you didn't have somebody who was you know, nine or younger as that fifth guest, they were moving people to another resort, you know, as they, as they sort of updated their systems to pay attention and make sure that, that they weren't putting people who didn't have an appropriate person, um, you know, as those fifth sleepers for folks who, who have younger kids, 
this is a fantastic value because you can put five people in a moderate resort room and, you know, put off having to upgrade to a, a deluxe or a deluxe suite if y'all are comfortable with the, you know, less space. Um, it can be a great value because it, it's a, a nice option as an alternative to, you know, having maybe to do two value rooms or something like that. The other thing that I will throw in is what was nice is I just had a teenager. He turned 13 when we moved. We went in there and my youngest was still nine or 10, but he was a small nine or 10. But my 13 year old was like five, eight, five, nine. And he got his own queen bed and it made his <laughs> vacation. He got to spread out in the bed the whole time. The little one thought he was the king of the world sleeping with the little alligator right next to his head all night. You know, his bed folded <laughs> up at night. It was perfect. And right. my wife and I were like squeezing into a queen bed. <laughs> um, now, the, the these rooms have all been refurbished in the last three or four years. Um, they got the same, you know, hard surface um, refinishing. Two queen beds, no, none of them are fold-up beds. Um, they're just standard queen beds. The only fold-out is the that fifth sleeper. Um, the riverside part of the resort is kind of divided into two sections. There's one section called Alligator Bayou, which is closer to the main building for the most part. And then there's a second section that's usually referred to as the mansions um, that right. is sort of on the other side of the river um, is, is the easy way, I think, to remember it. Um, well, down by the river. Right. Um, when, when my wife and I got married in 2007, we actually honeymooned in that section. And it was really nice, romantic. It, you know, we could stroll from the main building out to, you know, out to the mansions, as it were. Um, Yes, our view was of the parking lot. Well, that wasn't uh, the greatest thing in the world. But, you know, that's not what we were primarily there to do. And <laughs> don't don't go there. Don't go there. This is a family <laughs> show. It's Disney. But you, Biting but my you, had tongue. Walk, you had to walk past that, um, that great big I'm not the only one. <laughs> All right. Edit this stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> You had to walk past the building with the great big, you know, water mill uh, wheel thing. It was, it was just, it was nice. It was, uh, it was relaxing. It was enjoyable. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't change a thing about that, other than the parking lot view, I suppose. Well, so <laughs> that's actually one of the things I wanted to highlight is I think that this is a great example of Disney doing a beautiful job with theming in a, a moderate resort space. If you keep your eyes open and you pay close attention, you'll see that the resort kind of unfolds a story because when you start in the main building and the Sasagula float works in the mill, as you move out of that building, your first area you're in is alligator Bayou, which is sort of like, you know, the, the sticks, right. The, the sort of uh, the area out by the mill. And so it looks a little more rustic. It's got that sort of wrought iron and rough hewn wood look and, and all that. And then as you proceed out into the country, you start to go past the mansions, right? The plantations. And they start with the smallest. And as you get more and more to the edge of the property, you get the larger and larger and more ornate mansions. And it really tells sort of the basic story of the development of 
you know, parts of old Louisiana. Well, you're so right. And if you're not paying attention, you miss that aspect. And and that's you're you're exactly right. It's telling a story. If you just pay attention to it, it's telling a story. And there are so many things that you can do on property besides just the swimming pool or you know, taking a nap in the room. All right, stop with the the honeymoon stuff. Get that out of your head. <laughs> but the, you know, you can you can catch the. You, there are there are things. There are paddle boats. There are things you can do. You can hop on the boat to get to Disney Springs. You can, you know, there are just a lot of things that you can do there. Well, and they also as you, they built it around, they brought they brought in the royal guest rooms, which is like all the way at the end where you're the royalty and. Right. They, they built it correct. I mean, they did it all how you were supposed to do it, from small to large, and royalty is at the end, and you pay for it at the end. <laughs> you do. <laughs> there is a higher say. price. But those royal guest rooms are so – the theming is so cool, especially if you've got kids who are super into princesses. I mean, you know – Or boys that are into princesses. Well, that's what I said, just kids I, who are I, into princesses. I, I kids love just pushing the button, pushing the button for the fireworks. Okay. Oh, so talk about – uh, talk, talk, <laughs> talk, about, talk about the, the fireworks in the bed. Rooms, you, could, you could just literally push a button and fireworks go off and fireworks go off and all you have to do is just push a button and they go off over – your bed like it's it, they're, it they're like cool. the headboards at the disneyland hotel so yeah. um it plays the little song and fireworks go off fiber optics embedded in the in the um headboards really cool effect there's lots of little touches you know the little tassels on the curtain edges and the you know the the table or the the uh yeah the table has some you know a note that's part of the decor, but it's from the princess who you're visiting on. Now, the one downside is that there are no rooms with a fifth sleeper that are also royal guest rooms. Correct. That's the one downfall. There are four sleeper only, and they are all the way on the far. I, I look at from Old Man Island, far yeah. right. Yeah. They're on the far end. Now, one of the advantages, though, of being out there, on Old Man. Oh, and before we move on, we should talk a little bit about the resort amenities too at Port Orleans. In addition to the additional resort activities, um, you know, in addition to all those things Tim was talking about, they do have um, bike rental on property, um, including the kind of cool um, uh, like quad bikes, right? Where you can put four people, you can like, you know, what I forget what they call those. It's the same bikes they have over at uh, Boardwalk, right? Yeah. Yeah, that you can just take and ride around the property, and 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 the riverside is the bigger of the two uh, uh, Port Orleans properties, yeah. and it's a very nice little bike ride, or it's a very nice stroll. Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I'm interrupting you. So that's well, all right. Yeah, no, that, no, I'm glad great. you are. Glad you are. So, so that recreation is available. Port Orleans Riverside is also where the table service restaurant for this area is. Um, Boat Rights is. Um, it's an okay restaurant. It's not great, but, but for everything I've heard, it's pretty solid. You know, it's like not someplace I'd go out of my way to go, but I also wouldn't avoid eating there if I was hungry and I was at Port Orleans. Um, right. It's not a slouch place. It's, it's not a, it's not a destination, but it's not slouchy. Right. It's not the worst I've ever had. Um, and they have one of the better, uh, lounge and, and, you know, sort of evening show opportunities at the River Roost Lounge at Port Orleans Riverside. Um, River Roost Lounge has, uh, you know, the the famous Yeehaw Bob, uh, who I believe he's still doing his show. Uh, was it still three times a week, most of the time? 
He's usually four times a week. It's four. usually okay. uh, Wednesday, four. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Or no, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's, it's, I mean, obviously he's not doing it right now. Yeah, but. right. But he's been doing about four shows a week. He, he, he's been doing his, his schedule has been a little in flux because he's done more um, offsite performances in the last couple of years. Um, there are various charities and things that will bring him in to perform for events. And he, he really likes doing those events. So, um, you know, he's, he's ramped up those, but, um, it is a great show. Um, river roost is a fun place. It really is the great place to hang out. Um, so what I was starting to get to, uh, is that when you're at the mansions, one of the nice things about it is yes, you're far from the main building at Riverside, but that also means that you're the closest to the Port Orleans French Quarter Resort, which is just across the road on the other way, which for my family is a big deal because the one big thing that French Quarter has that Riverside does not is at Port Orleans French Quarter, you can get fresh beignets almost 24 7. I was going to say beignets. Beignets. They're so good. Beignets. I mean, when, when they're the real deal. Yeah. When, when I tell my kids that we're going and we're going to go stay at, at Port Orleans, their response is that they, that they like that choice because as they put it, beignet. <laughs> well, it's something to cheer about. If you don't know what a beignet is, okay, I'm not even going to tell you, just go, uh, go there and try them because yum, yum. <laughs> Bottom line is that they're really tasty powdered sugar donuts. And they make them fresh, and that's really what makes the difference, right? Is that they're they're making them fresh right there in front of you as you go. Um, you know, you you place your order, they give you a little ticket to come back and pick them up, and um, you know, you get them right out of the fryer, and then you place your order again. Right, exactly. You can reorder. Right, you just keep placing orders. Um, they've even made that easier. They put a, a in the most recent refurb of the lobby area there at French quarter. There's now a beignet ordering window um, that faces the lobby. So you don't even have to go all the way into the food court to order them. Um, You can order right there in the lobby. Extra convenient. And I have to say that they don't have a table service restaurant at French quarter, but I really enjoy their, uh, their food court options. It's a little different. They, they really do kind of go in a little harder on the, the more traditional Southern Louisiana flavors. Um, and I, I'm really glad they do because it, it just, it, it's nice to have something different. Right. And that's what I was going to point out is something different from the usual fare. So yeah, absolutely worth it. Give it a try. If you don't, if you've never tried uh, Louisiana, especially Southern Louisiana cuisine, um, you, you're you're cheating yourself out of a, a flavorful delight. There's so much that I love about Cajun food, so you got to give it a try. I, I will have to say, I don't know if it, either of you have tried it. I did get suckered into it by my kids once. Um, beignets are awesome. Ice cream sundays are awesome. The beignet ice cream sundae is not so good. I can I see that. I'm trying to. I donuts don't go with ice cream. Well, it you eat donuts. Yeah. Donuts are donuts. Well, because you put the they put the ice cream on the donut. Basically, it makes the problem soggy. is the donut. It just makes the donut get all like like rubbery and foggy and weird. Yeah. You, you end up with ice cream that's too hard to eat because the the you know the the beignet doesn't want to cut, and then the 
beignets not as good. You're better off getting them separate. Well, it's yeah, like Krispy Kreme. Well, yeah. You you're, want you're it right out of the grease. Yeah. <laughs> you're talking about something that is hot fried grease. So, you know, yeah. you put ice cream on it. That's you yeah, not, you're not the greatest thing. Yeah. So yeah. my tip, stay away from the beignet Sunday. Just get the beignets. It's what you want anyway. Beignets. Um, and, and, and yay. <laughs> you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about the layout of Port Orleans resort. It's, it's a, Again, as most moderate resorts at Walt Disney World are, it's kind of a sprawling resort. French Quarter, as the smallest of the moderate resorts, is really unique, I think, among the moderates. It's much smaller, and it's designed much differently. It's all sort of built around the central square. And so rather than having this expansive, you know, around the big central lake, it's a much more intimate setting. You really do feel like you're in a city as opposed to being out in the country. And it's if like I'm not Orleans. mistaken, there's only like there's only barely more than a thousand rooms there, isn't there? I mean it's it's really very small as far as a, a resort hotel goes. But you're right. It, it you, you feel that sense of um community is not really the word I'm looking for, but kind of like you said, it's the inner city. And if you've ever been in New Orleans and, and taken the tour uh, or or you know toured yourself down in um some of the residential areas, it's, it's tight. There's people around and, and it's, but it's quaint and wonderful in its own way. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing I like about it is that it, everything is really readily accessible from almost any room in the resort. I mean, it's the, it's the resort where I feel like it's the least, you get the least value out of booking a preferred room of any kind because you're close no matter where you are. Um, and it does have the nice convenience of a single bus stop. So it's one bus stop right out front. Um, Port Orleans Riverside has, uh, I believe it's five bus stops. Am I remembering that correctly? It's either four or five. I'm not sure, but I it's think, either I four think or it's five. five. I think it it's five. It starts in the middle and then four around the back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. Yep, you're right. Yeah. Right, because it's four plus the, the main one in front. So, um, you know, one bus stop in, as opposed to five. Now, I will say in the middle of the day when things are a little slower, sometimes French Quarter will share bus service with Riverside. Not very often, but it happens sometimes. Um, and that's a walk if you get stuck at the front. Well, if you're patient, they're good about it because they'll if they're sharing bus service, they'll take you to that main bus stop at French Quarter. But it's the last stop if they yeah, do that. The dead last stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it depends on how busy the bus is too, right? If you're the only people on the bus, they're going to take you where you want to go. And it does tend to be, you know, that tends to be when <laughs> you're sharing bus service, right? When there's very few people on it. Um, but but I will say, I mean, it's interesting. It's only recently, like all of a sudden, there's real competition for what my favorite moderate resort at Walt Disney World is. Because for a long time, it was very easy. French Quarter, absolutely. No question, my favorite moderate at Walt Disney World. And it's only with the introduction of the the Skyliner and Grandestino Tower, you know, all of a sudden it, it's a wide open playing field. That's right. You know, Coronado Springs uh, is now a, a, a heavy contender. Uh, absolutely. Big time game changer. Like the tower is amazing. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like it's so much fun and easy 
you, you walk out. There's buses right there. They have the TVs to tell you when the next bus is coming. Like, it is. Well, and we had the discussion about the food at Toledo. It is, it's just unparalleled for a moderate resort. It's amazing. Yeah, so it just it changed the landscape quite a bit. And and the interesting thing to me, though, is that it changed the landscape, but French Quarter didn't lose anything, right? I mean, it got the same – it's in the process. I think it's finally finished. Got all the, the room upgrades, right, that, that Riverside got, that the, the values were starting to get. So it's got brand new furnishings. It's got that – you know, intimate feel. It's got the beignets. So it's still got all those things going for it that it had before. It's just as good or a little better than it was, but there's just more competition now because right. the other hotels have upped their games too. So I, I really think the, the big picture issue here is that there's a lot more value for travelers in the moderate category these days than there has been in years at Walt Disney World. That's what I was going to say is the the real winner in this whole picture is the consumers that are using those rooms, no matter if it's at Port Orleans or Riverside or over at, uh, at Coronado Springs. The, you know, Everybody upping their game just makes us all come out better in the end. Yeah. I totally agree there because all the moderate resorts now are just way above what they were five to ten years ago. You know, I mean, like – even you think back to Caribbean Beach, now where it's located, it's amazing. Uh, Port Orleans, Riverside, Port Orleans, French Quarter are just, I mean, they're a game changer. And you were right. There's 1,156 rooms at um, French Quarter. Okay, I wasn't too far off. Yeah, you were right. So I looked that up. Interesting. Because I just looked at something that said that there were 1,008. Oh, 1,008? Okay. Either way, it's not <laughs> yeah. that many compared to no. the other resorts. I mean, how many? 50,000 at Saratoga? I know it's not that many. No, it's not that many. Right. I mean, lot. it's still, it's like, there's still, I mean, I think everyone could be wrong. Like, Right. Well, and it, it, it could simply be a matter of rooms being under refurbishment at the time that they were doing a count or whatever, because that's what happens, right? Is that Disney takes rooms out of circulation to do refurb yep. work. So yep. it happens. Um but but I think what really, you know, the overall message here is that I think it's easy to overlook the these Disney Springs resort area hotels, um, you know, because they're not tied necessarily to a park. And so they don't necessarily get the, the same attention. And they're really great options for a lot of folks, especially – when you're looking for maximizing your value, because the bottom line is that when you're, when you're paying more for a resort at Walt Disney world, there are basically three things that drive your price, right? You pay more for the level of service. You pay more for the, uh, essentially the transportation specialty transportation options, and you pay more for proximity to a park. And, you know, you, 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 miss out on some of those bonus things, but in terms of the core experience, you get a fantastic experience at these hotels, often at a much better price. Right, at a better price. That's exactly what I say. What I was going to say is, you know, the fact that they're not just tied to a particular park, you know, they're making up for it in many ways. Not, you know, price is only one of them. The experience is also, you know, not something to disconsider, my opinion. Um, whether it's 
you know, beignets and the feel of the French Quarter, uh, the convenience of being able to walk over to Disney Springs from Saratoga Springs, or the the size and the the true getaway feeling of Old Key West. You know, you're the trade off that you're getting is actually quite nice. From these three three resorts, basically, because one's a sister and the other two, you re- really, really have so many options to work with in really a small area. I mean, yes, the boats are very small and slow, but if you're on vacation, just have a good time and relax on the boat and have a good time while you're going from one resort to the other down to the springs, or if you're over at you know, um, Saratoga Springs in the back of that U, like we talked about, you're on vacation. Like, what's the, what's an extra 10 minutes? I mean, you, you sat, you waited in line three hours for Peter Pan. <laughs> it's 10 minutes. <laughs> I can't agree with you more. And that's the thing is so many people feel like, you know, oh, this is a, my once in a lifetime Disney World vacation. I must go to the parks. I must be in the parks all day, every day, and do every single ride possible. Folks, you don't want to necessarily do every single ride in every single park. It's your vacation. Let it be your vacation. you got to relax and let yourself get away from the, the stress and the hurry of your everyday life. And that is something that these resorts really do offer you. Enjoy the pool. Enjoy the club access they have like from the ping pong to the shuffleboard like have fun just you know even if it's only an hour do that for an hour like hang out with rent your a silly surrey bike with your family and Siri you know bike. that's what they're called yes. they're, it yes. took me a minute thank yeah. you thank you surrey bike yeah huh. they have them at saratoga springs ride them around wherever you want can you do that at home no give it a try do something different it's it's not all 100% about the parks. Enjoy life. Enjoy your vacations. What it's about. Um, just looking. I probably should do this real quickly. Um, so we should probably do a quick review of, of sort of our basic room rates. So let's look at the um, the the deluxe uh, you know those deluxe suite resorts first. Um, and let's let's play a game here. Let's just choose you know your basic sort of uh, you know fall time right middle pricing not high not super high but not least expensive pricing your your mid fall pricing um, and let's see who wants to take a stab at what that two bedroom that that massive two bedroom villa at Old Key West is going to cost two bedroom fall time. Two bedroom for one night, correct? Yeah, per night. Just per so night. it should be around seven thirty nine a night. I'm going to come in less than. I'm going to say five fifty a night. Oh uh, no, not for the two bedroom. Um, oh, okay. y- y'all, y'all are y'all <laughs> are, are are about a decade out of date. I think. Um, I'm trying to be optimistic and make so it ra- rack rate on that two bedroom in the fall um, is. Really, it straddles a thousand dollars. So it's nine hundred eighty-four dollars a night uh, during the weekdays, and on the weekend, it's one thousand twenty-six. Now that's standard pricing. So value exactly. season is going to be a little less. Um, you know, you're going to be right around eight fifty during those value seasons. Um, 
you know, in, in sort of January, February. Um, and it does get as high in the holiday times as, um, you know, between Christmas and, and New Year's, we're talking uh, over $1,400 a night, almost 1450 Well, that's why it goes over the holidays. Sure. But let me ask you this, because we've had this discussion before. Well, you guys had it. I wasn't here for it. But talk about uh, when you can get, like, uh, the free dining options on things like the moderate resorts. Well, so here's the thing about it. I mean, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but, um, you know, these are rack rates, so it's not discounted. When there are dining discounts, you get the dining free, but you pay rack rate, right? You pay the full price for the room. So depending on your circumstance, often you'll get a better deal taking the percentage off the room as opposed to the dining discount. Now, the two-bedroom suite is always an interesting test case because if you've got a two-bedroom suite because you've got a family of 10, you know, or a family of eight. The, you're going to win. Yeah, you're going to win really either way, but but the, the dining plan costs for eight people add up. Yeah. Right. Well, especially if they're all over 10. If you're hungry, yep. They're you have, if you have 10-year-olds and up – what is it now? Seventy-eight dollars a person per day, right? At free dining. I mean, that's that's basically rack rate. Yeah, that's significant. Right. So it's adding up in a hurry. Um, now that's pricing for for a two bedroom villa, the biggest room, and I, I use that as the model because to me that's the that's where you get your best value out of Old Key West, right? That's what it's there for. It's it's to give you that extra space when you need it. Um, but you know the deluxe studios can actually be a pretty good value. Um, the same sort of fall season. What what do you think the pricing would be on the on the deluxe studio, Willie? Five thirty six. Close. 536. Let's be precise, but don't we? Um, so, Tim, you want to take a guess? I'll go with 450. All right. Uh, well, Willie's actually closer. Um, yeah, see, I'm a cheapie. But but he was a little high. <laughs> so it's right in between. Um, so it, it, it pretty much straddles that $500 price point. It's 488 during the week and then um, 510 on the weekends. So, I mean, as a deluxe for a deluxe resort room, and that that's a pretty reasonable rate. Um, you know, for a, a, a deluxe resort room during, you know, regular season, you can get it as inexpensively as, you know, 418 a night during the week in value season. See, so I wasn't that far off, but no. you know, think about what you're talking about is food and wine festival season too. So that's going to be a, a more popular time of the year. Yeah, well, the, I, I was going it's by not, the, the. It's not the holidays, but right? Still. I was going by the official. So there's there's fall, fall two, and fall three these days. <laughs> okay. Um, and actually, it, it's very confusing. There's fall, fall two, and fall three. Of those, regular fall is actually the middle price range. Believe it or not. <laughs> I'm scratching my head, dude. It's You're really weird and wow. confusing. Oh, good. I thought and, it was just the Buffalo Trace. No, I mean they, they've gotten the 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 pricing, the the rack rate pricing model has gotten very complex at, at Walt Disney World these days. Um, I think it's going to change. But here's what's interesting to me. Um, so the rack rates on, um, well, let's let's jump to the Treehouse, right? Because we spent some time talking about that at Saratoga. Um, at those fall rates, uh, Tim, what do you think the, the treehouse villa would cost? And remember those would, will accommodate nine. Yeah. I would go with nine ninety five for the treehouse. 
Okay. Uh, and and twelve fifty. Uh, what do you think? Twelve fifty. Okay, so I definitely have a winner there in Willie on the treehouse. Um, You're cheating, dude. You're cheating. I'm not doing anything. I'm sitting here. So twelve fifty splits the difference. Basically, it's twelve oh eight during the week, twelve sixty on the weekend nights. Um, Tim, you weren't too far off. Your pricing would get you a um, two bedroom villa. They're actually between nine. It's nine seventy six during the week and ten eighteen on the weekend. Um, in that fall time frame. So, um, you know, it, it's again, similar pricing to old key West. Um, but you've got some unique room types. Um, and frankly, that pricing on the treehouse is, is a pretty good value given the space you get to work with. And that's what I'm, I want to mention to the folks that are listening into this podcast. And I know I've got some family members that are, that have started listening to me now too, is that yes, the prices are high. Yes, you get what you pay for. Then that's the one thing I will always say about the Disney properties is, you know, given the level of service, the level of cleanliness, the level of everything that they do for you on property. When you're staying on property, you get what you pay for. Well, and, and you know, look, we were looking at the most expensive rooms that we've discussed tonight. Let's take a look at, at Port Orleans, right, where we're going to find but a more real reasonable quick. price point. Just real quick, if you look at the treehouse, yeah, and nine of you go there, right, just for let's say a weekend, you get in on Friday and you go home on Monday, like just for fun, right? It's one hundred and forty-one dollars a night to all of you be able to stay in the same place together. Oh, per person. Where where can you stay for one hundred and forty-one bucks with all your buddies? Without having to rent a house 17 miles off property, get a car, do everything else. Sure. Exactly. Yeah, all your transportation is included. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you have they, a pool, you have a yeah, grill, yeah. you have a deck, right. you have everything. Look, you yeah. have a reeking tree house. Exactly. And you have a kitchen, you have a washer and dryer. I mean, and <laughs> someone drives you everywhere you want to go. Yeah. You don't even have to think about anything. That's true. So let's go ahead and take a look at, at Port Orleans because I think that people might be surprised at how affordable really the the uh, moderate resorts can be. Um, you know, if we're looking at that same, you know, fall time frame, which is basically – and it, it varies a little resort from resort to resort even apparently. But we're talking sort of, you know, mid-October time frame. Um, and just looking at your, your basic – Let's let's look at Garden View, and we'll talk about why in a minute. But um, so, what do you think that that Garden View room at um, Port Orleans is going to cost you, Tim? Port Orleans, uh, which side, Riverside or, or R- Riverside. Riverside? Riverside. I'm going to go with four fifty. Okay, what do you think, Willie? Port Orleans Riverside Garden View is usually around two ninety six. Yeah, it's gone up a oh, little bit. Oh, so we flip flopped, huh? Yeah, it's gone up a little bit, but but Tim was was high. Um, basically, about three ten is where it is, and um, you know you can get it in that two ninety range in the in the value season. Um, so that's your price point. You're probably talking about a three hundred dollar a night room, a little more. Um, and, and, and Tim has no clue what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and here's some interesting things that I noticed. So, um, yeah, yeah, never mind. This is too hard to describe. I'm not going to try. Cut this. Edit this out. 
they're that's just, you. There's some us. weird blips of pricing. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was just saying. I know, I know most of the pricing off the top of my head, which is weird, but yeah. Um, just weird, weird really. But here's, here's, the, that's what it's called all through high school. Here, here's the point I wanted to get to at Port Orleans. Um, so the, I will say this is another place where I have a room upgrade that I tend to recommend, not a big one, but I always recommend Garden View over Standard View. And the reason is that Standard View at Port Orleans means you face the parking lot. They do have plantation shutters, which I think do a pretty good job of giving you privacy from the folks outside. But the downside of the plantation shutters is that some people complain, especially at night, if you're back at the resort and kids are going to bed, cars that are pulling in, you get the headlights as they pull into the resort at night. Okay. And so yep, if, you're, yeah. if you're on a ground floor, it's definitely a problem. Right. It's a bigger problem than the ground floor, especially. But um you know, so you, you get these lights that kind of come through the room and, and it's not a big deal, but they do shine through the plantation shutters. Some kids find them distracting and have a hard time sleeping. So I just generally recommend Garden View. The difference in price is usually pretty small. We're talking less than 10 bucks a night. And, you know, for the peace of mind of not having to mess with it, it seems to me worth the, the cost. And you can usually find Garden View rooms close. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you like standard view room. You're gonna be in Abu Dhabi. Like you're gonna be all the way out there. <laughs> Can be far. Um, and I, I, I got to be honest. I, I really don't get the value of the of the water view rooms at Port Orleans. I mean, the water's pretty. The the don't get me wrong. The river is pretty, but I don't I don't really get the value of paying for for a you know river view or a pool view at at Port Orleans. I mean, one of you guys can and, disagree with me, but uh, I don't buy it. Well, can you open your window and listen to the river at night? Nope. I doubt it. Nope. It's it, backside it, it of water. Yeah, it doesn't run that fast. No. It's, it's a waste. It's really run. kind of stagnant. Yeah. The only room that's worth is the preferred room, only because if you want location, right? Well, so that's the only I, I think, room that you really pay for. Right. I think there are two. It's it's the preferred room, and if you want the theming, the royal guest room as a special occasion room, especially. Oh, yes. Yep. Yep, right, but I mean, like overall, like you just pay for the preferred room, and you're close to the food, you're close to the bus, you don't have to worry about anything. That's yeah. the end of the story. Agreed. All right. Um, well, so does anybody have any any final thoughts about um, Disney Springs area resorts before we we wrap up? I think we've covered most of the sort of important details, but you know, everybody has little things about the the resorts, you know, particular resorts that stick in their memory. So. Anything in particular about uh, any of these? Well, I, I would say that um, folks that are just totally intent on visiting the parks and don't give a thought to Disney Springs are doing themselves a disservice. Disney Springs has done so much over the past several years to build themselves up, create you know destinations, create restaurants where you want to go visit. We've we've talked about these before in other in other podcasts. That if you just just totally disregard these resorts you're doing yourself a disservice because especially when you're when you're talking about the size of the rooms at old key west or the convenience of um saratoga springs to disney to disney springs uh you 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 need to keep those things in mind as well it's not all about oh i can walk into the magic kingdom from this resort well that's great there's more to walt disney world than just 
any single one of the parks. So that's that's what I would advise is just, you know, keep things, keep your options open, keep your mind open to what the possibilities are. All right. Anything you'd want to add, Willie? I just want to say, if you're going to stay on property, these four resorts are absolutely amazing. The location is perfect. You don't realize how close you are to three of the major theme parks if you stay on the bus line. Like, if you're going to rent a car, it's a different story, but I always just take the bus or an Uber. You are really, really close to everything and enjoy these resorts. They are themed perfectly and they are fun. They're a lot of fun, all of them. Like, the pool at. Port Orleans Riverside, Old Man Island. My kids love that oh, place. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so fun. Like, just go enjoy it. Hang out. The hot tub is hot. I know that because I got hot in there. <laughs> it's hot. I'm but not going to lie. Is sweet. It, it, it is. It is. It's perfect. Like, it has the perfect well, slide. And, and, everything and I got to say that, that as much as I liked the bar at, um, at, at Grandestino Tower, because it's nice, it's elegant, it's whatever. You know what? The the um, both really the um, lobby bar at French Quarter and River Roost are really really enjoyable bars. They're great places to hang out, and they're outdoors. Well, no, like, no, no. River Roost isn't outdoors. Oh no, no, no. And, the and, one right by the pool. But there is a, a good pool bar there too. But they're indoor bars. What I like about them is that you know they don't. Just because they're moderate resorts, they don't have, you know, generic offerings, right? It's still really well-themed down to the menus. You get, you know, fried hush puppies at, at the bar at, at French Quarter, and they serve, you know, a Bita beer, which is a microbrewery in, in, you know, New Orleans. And I always say, if you don't know what hush puppies are, <laughs> it's it's kind of like, okay— Introduce yourself to Hush Puppies, to Beignets, and to the <laughs> Turtle Crawl at Olivia's. Thank you very much. Thank you, Olivia's. <laughs> and the Gurgling Suitcase. That's a must yes. hit. You can do right. that. So, so let's play the game here. You're traveling with your family. So whoever your normal traveling configuration is when you're traveling with your family. Choose one of these resorts for a one-week stay. Why'd you choose it? Tim. Ooh, for a one-week stay. Okay, I'm going with an accessible treehouse. I've always, I've not done a treehouse yet. I've wanted to do a treehouse. Uh, the fact that it is so quick to, especially if you're if you're renting a car, to be able to park right in front of your place and be able to get right to it, um, and be able to get right to everything else. And like Willie said, it's a left turn, a right turn, a right turn, and you're at the Magic Kingdom. Um, and just almost as close to Epcot, which is you know my wife and my favorite park, uh, that would have to be my choice. All right. So, Willie, Tim's going to stay at uh, Treehouse. What's your choice? I'm going to go with the one-bedroom preferred room at Saratoga Springs. I just – we fell in love with the location, location, location. It's perfect for our family. We have a king bed. We have the pull-down bed. We have the fold-out bed. The kids loved having their own family room with their own TV where they could watch TV whenever they wanted, even though they were asleep before they laid their head on the pillow. <laughs> and we still had the master bedroom to be able to do everything and the 
shower and it was just it was perfect with the washer and dryer yeah see my my head says be the value guy stay at french quarter you love french quarter the kids love french quarter okay here's the reality i have two teenage kids now somebody has to share a bed with john nobody nobody should have to share a bed with john nobody wants to share a bed i love john to death (laughs) nobody should have to share a bed so I am going to go okay. with the um, <sighs> two bedroom old Key West. No, nah, see, I don't need a two bedroom at old Key West. I mean, I'd need a you know, if if the kids were bringing a friend or something, we'd go to the two bedroom. But I, I, I'm leaning towards the. I'm actually leaning towards the deluxe studio preferred at Saratoga, so I can still get some value squeezed out of it. Um, and my son can deal with the the sleeper chair. Um, that folds out, he'd be okay with but what, it. But what about the bunk beds in the tree houses? I'm just saying. I don't want to pay for them. But yeah. <laughs> I gotta, well, I'm assuming cost is not a not a consideration. No, no, it's, it's, it's whatever it's your considerations thing. are. And, and okay. you know, All right. it's one thing when you're paying for tickets for you and, and Ange, and I've got, you know. You got twice as many. You got to pay four. Like and, they're, yeah. and they're adult, you know, they're adult pricing. Yeah, they're over 10. Right. I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you. Right. And you know, I I would do I would do the one bedroom to get the washer dryer in the kitchen, except that then somebody might actually expect me to cook some food. And <laughs> if I'm on vacation, <laughs> on vacation, I don't want to play chef. No. So well, there's no food you can't cook. Well, there you go. Um, and you, yeah, I, I'll tell you what I cook. AC. I cook the Entenmann's cream cheese danishes from the <laughs> from hey, the pop tarts are my specialty. Yeah, and I do a mean and I do a mean peanut butter toast. Um, All right. Well, you know, you all have heard our opinions of these Disney Springs area resorts. We'd love to hear what you think. We'd like to know which ones are your favorites, which ones you've had a great experience at, or maybe one you've had a problem with, and maybe we can help you avoid it next time. Um, Best way to let us know is to send us an email at podcast at disdads.com. On Twitter at Disdads Podcast on Twitter, or on Facebook. Uh, again, it's Facebook.com/slash Disdads Podcast. You can also reach out to us individually. You can email me at Aaron at MouseMasterTravel.com. You can email Tim at Tim Hicks at FantasticMemoriesTravel.com, and you can email Willie at. Willie, W-I-L-L-I-E, at wickedmouthstravel.com. Until next time, I've been your host, Aaron Rittmaster, with my brilliant co-host, Willie Crocker. Have a wicked wild night, guys. And Tim Hicks. See you real soon. I even changed chairs so that. So do you want to speak on this? I don't play a damn thing, man.